Here's a story from a PPC expert who shows how to use Amazon brand registry and Amazon attribution to look right through your customer avatar to see the buyers themselves and ultimately potentially increase the sales in your niche from 10 to 25%. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. Speaking of world, we've got somebody from the other side of the world here. Lazar. Lazar, actually, where are you at right now? Uh, hi, Bradley. I'm in Belgrade, Serbia. In Serbia. Okay. So yes, you are on the other side of the world and tell us how you are actually connected to a previous guest that we just recently had on the podcast. Oh yeah. Jana was one of the guests recently on your podcast and she's my fiance and she owns translation agency dedicated to Amazon tra listing translations. It's uh, yeah. I, I don't want to brag. But love she, con love she connection in Amazon, huh? Yeah, like it's 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 a family business for us. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So she told us a little bit about, you know, how you guys originally met, but it was it was mainly in the context of her kind of life story. So so let me let me switch it to you. So like where did you grow up, Lazar? Well, I grew up in Belgrade, Serbia, and most of my childhood I was here. I, I went like to summer college to Oxford and that kind of stuff. But most of the time I, I've spent uh, my childhood in Serbia. So, yeah. I, well, I heard what did you want to be when you grew up? Growing up in, in Serbia, did you have aspirations to be an entrepreneur, to be a, a fireman, a <laughs> astronaut? What, what was your life goals growing up? Oh, it, it was super chaotic because it started with like going to medical school and I wanted to become a doctor until one wow. point when I was pretty bored with the idea of being a doctor. And then I switched to studying Japanese at the university as my main. And oh, yeah. ni, nihon, Nihongo, Nihongo Benkyo Shimashita. Oh, hi, so hi. Yes. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, but I'm not that good with Japanese now. I didn't speak in like 10 years. I still know a couple of stuff and I can probably have like some basic conversation. It, it helps a lot when it comes to PPC in Japan, to be honest. Ah, okay. So now, now you got to explain really quick. How, yeah. how does a young Serbian growing up all of a sudden say, hey, I, I want to study Japanese? Well, to be honest, I was so impressed with their culture and history and everything. So I wanted to learn more about Japanese people and uh, their working habits and all of that. So I decided to learn their, their language first. So interesting. Uh, I, yeah. So I, I, I thought it was because you watch anime or something like that. Maybe oh, no. uh, usually people <laughs> start start because of uh, anime or, or movies. Japanese movies are really good, especially the older ones. But I, I didn't have any affection for, for movies. Sorry, guys, to hear that. But like I preferred culture and, and that kind of stuff. OK, so then, you know, you had these different goals. You thought you might want to be a doctor. You might want to be a Japanese linguist. What did you end up actually graduating with from university? What was your major? It was Japanese, but the thing is, like, while I was at the university, I wanted to have some kind of job. So across the university, we had... Um, 
a store that was selling IT stuff, computers and all of that. So I wanted to do some part-time job that is going to be like a couple of hours a day just to have some pocket money while, while I study. So I went there and after a couple of days, they told me, well, we have open spot in, in call center. Maybe, maybe you would like to go there. And I was like, sure. Well, I didn't know what to do in my life. So why not? So I went to a call center and after maybe three or four months, I, I was head of a uh, call center. Uh, I didn't know why they, they liked me, obviously, for some strange reason. And after that, I, I started growing in that company. Uh, it's... Kind of a company like Best Buy in the US, but it's obviously at lower scale because it's Serbia. It still had like a whole bunch of shops all around the country. But um, after that, I, I, I started doing marketing for them and I did a whole bunch of different stuff from radio commercials, um, TV commercials, out of home commercials like billboards and that kind of stuff. And at some point, I, I heard about PPC and we had like external company that was doing PPC for us. And I was so pissed off because I didn't understand anything uh, that they were sending in the reports uh, because I looked there and there was something called CPA and CPC and all of the abbrevi abbreviations like three letters and number. And I'm like... Why the hell are they writing this? I have no idea what, what this means. So I decided to go there for seven days um, to, to that company to learn more about what they're doing. And at that point, I, I was marketing manager in, in a company with almost 500 people working there. And I decided to downgrade my position in the company, which is huh. kind of strange to do. Yeah, so I decided to do PPC for the company. And I, I said, okay, guys, I want to try this. I want to learn something new. And my, my boss, company owner, he thought that I was absolutely crazy for choosing that option. But after some time, I, I think I was solid in knowledge. And I started working for one Danish company, the company where I met Jana. Mm -hmm. So uh, after maybe a year there, I, I became head of PPC. And from there, uh, I, I started working for Bob. Now, this was PPC in general, you know, just like uh, Google and things. Not we're not specifically Amazon, right? It was everything. It was Amazon as well. It was uh, one hundred and fifty thousand different products, and they were selling all of them on Amazon six or seven years ago. It, it was absolute madness. It, uh, while, while Amazon didn't even have negative keywords and that kind of stuff. So it, it was really crazy without doing any bulk files and, and without any tools that are pretty cool now, nowadays and that you can optimize a lot of stuff. So it was mostly manual and it, it, it was really hard to, to work on that. Now, did you ever end up trying to sell yourself on Amazon or was everything you did pretty much for the companies you work for and then like now, you know, consultancies and things like that? Uh, no, I always worked for, for somebody else and I never wanted to become a seller. I don't know why. I, I, I don't have rational explanation for that, but I, <laughs> I, I just like PPC. That's the thing. I like being in Excel because PPC is something that you uh, either really love like with your whole heart or you really hate it. So when I talk with my uh, clients and partners, they're always 
either hating it and it's like horror story for them or they're absolutely <laughs> in love with BPC. So I'm the person that really likes BPC and I, I don't feel like that I'm at work when, when I do BPC. I have physical office with people working with me here and I, I literally spend 12, 13 hours every day doing PPC only. And I never feel like that I'm at work. That's, that's good. I mean, I think that's the important thing for people to, regardless of what position or what, what job they're in, if you, if it doesn't feel like work, then you found something good and you're still getting paid for it. That's, that's perfect. Yeah, now, that's um, I definitely want to talk about, you know, the, the, one of the reasons why I have you on here is because you were one of the speakers in our Helium 10 elite workshops. And I, I just heard amazing reviews about your presentation. Now, you know, that was a very high, high level thing that we're not going to get into too much detail. We don't have the time here and, and it's, it's not the same audience, but we're definitely going to talk about the Amazon attribution, which you are an expert on, but let's take it a step before, before we get there, let's just talk in general about, about, you know, PPC off of Amazon or studying your customer demographics or, or attribution off of Amazon and tracing where traffic comes from. These are all you know, this is your bread and butter, but for many of our listeners, I don't think they've given much thought to this kind of thing. So obviously we only have a few minutes to talk about that, but maybe can you give us, give us a, a general overview of, of best practices or why somebody even would need to kind of consider that aspect of business when they're running their own off Amazon business? Yeah, definitely. Attribution is definitely one of the biggest things that you should do this year, especially because Amazon Amazon introduced attribution a couple of years ago, but it became big literally last year. And this year is probably the year when you want to focus on it in, in the future. Um, and why is that? Because Amazon likes when you bring external traffic and they like when you bring quality traffic. And what you can do using, for example, Google, you can bring the real traffic that you want to focus on. You can um, take your website visitors and target them with your product listing on Amazon. You can target people by demographic. You can do a whole bunch of different stuff. For example, when you do some ads on Amazon, you can you just create ads and um, create campaign and that's it. It's working. But on the other hand, when you're doing it, for example, on Google ads, what you can do there is whole bunch of st stuff. You can uh, split USA in states by states. You can split it by uh, major cities. You can uh, go really, you can do real deep dive there. So you can see uh, who is buying your product and you can focus more on them. You can see uh, from which device they're buying because sometimes um, people used to think that, that most of the sales are coming from computers, but a whole bunch of trends during last five or six years are showing that people are now buying from their cell phones and you want to create ads that are um, highly relevant for, for cell phones, basically. What recently happened when it comes to PPC apart from attribution, and this is relevant to attribution, is your PPC can hurt your product listing and your ranking. So when you do uh, some kind of push campaigns, for example, when you create a campaign with up to five keywords in exact form that you want to focus on increase bids so you can improve your organic ranking. So if you are... are 
under the average of your niche for that keyword, you're going to do a negative uh, stuff for your product for those keywords. And that's something that you don't want to do. And after some time, you see that your CPC is growing and your position is not improving and your BSR is going in the opposite direction from the one that you wanted to have. So one of the things that is is happening is is when you use attribution, you have quality uh, traffic. You can target quality traffic. You can target people that... That, that are your possible buyers or maybe your previous buyers from the website or you can use brand analytics and you can check demography on, on Amazon and create specific ads for your uh, clients. So uh, you can see uh, how much money they're making. You can see their, uh, their gender, their age and that kind of stuff. So for example, if you're creating Facebook ads, you can create specific ads that are going to be appropriate for your audience. You, you will learn in which manner you should address your customers as well, which is really awesome. And one of the, the interesting thing is people think that attribution should be used only for paid traffic. You can do it for free stuff as well. You can use it for blog posts as well. You can use it in email marketing. Just um, switch the source in, in attribution interface and don't choose AdWords or anything, but uh, and, and choose some something that, that is more relevant to um, your source of traffic. And also, when you, when you go to attribution interface, you see a whole bunch of different um, channels that you probably didn't think of uh, previously in the past. So there is ad roll, for example, for guys that are um, not selling outside of Amazon. Ad roll is one of the biggest platforms when it comes to um, displaying ads, not only on Facebook, but or on 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 network of, of, of different websites. It's almost like DSP. Yeah, so that, that's one of the things that, that you should definitely focus on in the future. Attribution is going to be amazing for you if, if you know how to use it. So, so just generally speaking, let, let's say somebody has been tracking, you know, where some of their customers have been coming from off of Amazon. Let's say that they have brand registry 2.0. So mm -hmm. now they have access to brand analytics and then they use the Amazon brand analytics to, to discover that, Hey, uh, you know, I have, I have a lot of people who are buying my product who are between the age of 20 and 30 and female and, and single. So like, what does, what does somebody do with this information? I mean, up until this point, it's just information, but what's the actionable thing once you, once you have, once you understand your customer avatar a little bit more, how do you use this information? Well, especially if you're going to use it on social networks, it's going to be awesome because uh, of the visuals that you're going to use, the banners that are, you're going to use, the message, the way how you um, communicate to your client. Maybe you're going to uh, focus more in, in a friendlier way. You're not going to be that official if you see that that's... I don't know, young boys and girls like your product, maybe 2021 20, teenagers uh, prefer to buy or, and use your product. Maybe you can focus on them more in less formal way. Okay. Interesting. So like, can you give an example? Well, I don't know. It really, it really depends on, on, on the type of your product. So let's say that, that you're selling a product that is 
email or oriented and um and and you want to uh to, to sell it out on, on Amazon and want to use a whole bunch of different platforms. Uh, and you want to use Facebook, for example, as one of them. And if you uh, use brand analytics, you, you can see um, how much money uh, your potential clients and your clients are making. So you can uh, address it in more like luxurious way or um, in more budget um, way of thinking. Like if you buy this, you're going to save money and, or it's going to last long for you or in that kind of manner. But if you if your potential clients are people that, that have a lot of money, maybe you would like to focus on more luxurious way of thinking and like to, to sell it in, in that way. Okay. Okay. So it really, it's kind of like something that if it's not just, Oh, I'm just going to run a specific campaign. Once you have this knowledge, it's like you, you kind of structure your whole marketing strategy, you know, your, your images, your, your message, your, your tone, your, your communication. So all of this is affected by, by understanding who your customers are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. That's okay. Right. Now, now let's get into a little bit more specifics. I would say 98% of our listeners do not know what Amazon attribution is because it's relatively new. So can you explain just briefly, first of all, what is Amazon attribution and, and who has access to it? Of course, um, people that have, uh, Brand Registry 2.0 have access to it and they have it in US only. Uh, some of the sellers have it in UK as well. The rest of the Europe uh, don't have it yet, but I'm pretty sure that it's going to be rolled out soon. Um, when, when it comes to attribution, you should think of it it's, uh, as it is, for example, Google Analytics. It's not a platform where you create ads. It's a platform where you uh, see the results from your external traffic. So it's an interface that uh, is built on base of AMS, um, Amazon Advertising Platform. So it looks like that. It's it's kind of familiar. Uh, What you can do there is to create orders. Uh, Don't get me wrong. It's not like creating order, like buying stuff. You're not going to pay for anything there. What you want to do there is basically um, create campaigns. Let's name it that way and place your ASINs there. So you can, um, and from there you choose the traffic source that, that you want to focus on. And then you create URL. And that URL is going to be a landing page for your um, potential customers that, that you when you advertise on, let's say, Google Ads or Facebook or maybe use some something else. And eventually, um, the whole point of attribution is that, that this is the first time that you can see what's going on with your exter- external traffic. A um, couple of years ago, when you wanted to create uh, some ads and drive traffic to your Amazon listing, uh, it would be like burning money. You wouldn't know... Um, where that money is going? Are you making any money? Are you making any sales? But since you have attribution, you're going, uh, you're basically able to see that kind of stuff. And a lot of people ask, am I going to be able to see the com- all of the conversions in Facebook or Google ads or somewhere else on some other advertising platform? Uh, the answer is no. You're not going to be able to see uh, conversions there. It's because if, if, 
you need to basically create tag or pixel. That's one small piece of code that you um, add to the website. For example, if you have Shopify store, you add um, that small uh, HTML code that in, in, in your website. And it's used so that your advertising platform can see what's going on on your website. The thing is, this time, your website is Amazon. So basically, it's not really yours, even though uh, the product listing is yours. Amazon is not willing uh, willing to share information with um, other platforms about what's going on on their platform. So um, you use other platforms like Google Ads or Facebook or Bing or whichever, and you see what's going on when, when it comes to um, CTR, CPC, impressions, and that kind of stuff until the point when somebody clicks on, on the ad. And from that point, that platform is completely blind and you cannot see anything there. What, what happens there after, after that point, it happens on Amazon and you can see what's going on inside of uh, attribution platform. What's important to know is that attribution platform has a 14 days attribution window, which means that um, you can see all of the sales that happen in 14 days period. It means uh, not only like last click when somebody clicked on the ad and purchased the product, but you have two weeks to see if somebody came back maybe through different source and purchased the product. And not only that product, but also to see other products from your brand, if, if they're purchased or not. One of the cool stuff that you can see in attribution, and that's something that you cannot see anywhere else, is your add to cart metric. So this is literally the first time where we are able to see how many people are adding our products um, to their cart. And that's a big change. And that's the important metric because it's one of the most important metrics that um, that is uh, helping when it comes to product ranking. So what you want to do is basically have as many add to carts as possible. But I, I know that people are like, oh, I'm going to add my product to, to the cart like crazy and I'm going to tell my friends to, <laughs> to do the same thing. No, don't do it. The thing is to buy the product. That's the whole point of, of, of making purchase to buy stuff. So it's good to have above the average in your niche um, when it comes to value of um adding your product to cart, but it's also important to have a higher conversion rate than the rest of your competitors, basically. And that's something that you're able to see now in attribution. And it's only for external traffic. It's not the one that you're going to be able to see for all of the traffic that is going on in your product listing. And one of the important things when you go to Seller Central and you go to business reports, um, all of the attribution sales are going to be registered there as, as organic, like oral sales. So when you compare your campaign manager and see uh, all the PPC sales and all of that, uh, and uh, for example, in, in our agency, what we do, we usually, apart from real ACUS or TACOS, how somebody calls it, we calculate a whole bunch of different metrics, including um, 
PPC sales uh, as a percentage of overall sales. Uh, attribution is considered as part of overall sales. So if you want to calculate that part, you need to um, pull the metric out and to add it to to overall metrics. But the good thing is that you can see that number in attribution interface as well. Um, one of the things that can uh, confuse people there uh, when it comes to attribution, you're able to see uh, two different metrics and they're all connected to purchases. The one metric is connected to buying, um, to purchasing that specific product that you were advertising. The other one is for overall your products sold um, through, by, by, by somebody that, that clicked on your ads using attribution, basically. Okay. So let's talk a little bit, you know, that might have gone over the head of some of our listeners, but uh, it's very important that, that, that people understand the power and how amazing it is that Amazon is making this available. So let's maybe talk about either an actual example from one of your clients. You know, it doesn't have to be the exact product or anything, but you you could just generally mention it or, or just a, a hypothetical example of, of the whole process. So like somebody finally, you know, they listen to this episode, they're like, oh, wow, yeah, I have brand registry. Let me go ahead and, and take a look at my attribution. And can you give us an example of what the process is? What are they looking for? And then what they can do with that, with that information. And maybe you can tell us how somebody has used this to like increase their business 20% or, or some actual figures that, that, that you've seen in your experience. Yeah, definitely. For for example, um, some of the clients, well, one of the clients had had products that are uh, related to um, uh, going to gym and training and practicing and, and lifting weights. So it, it's kind of man stuff, but you really don't know the age of, of users of your product. You know that they're probably young, but when you go to brand analytics, you, you can see the exact age of, of people that are buying your product. And also you can see if, if they're rich or they're not rich and so on. So by knowing that you have initial idea what kind of ad copy you want to create on Google ads or, or maybe on Facebook on the other hand. So what we did at, at the beginning there, uh, we started with something more, a bit more conservative. Uh, we decided to take everything that was converting from, from Amazon and we created um, campaigns with a broad modifier uh, match type. The, that's the match type that we don't have in in Amazon, basically. So just to let you know what what kind of keywords are those, they have plus in front of uh, all of the words inside of that keyword. And it means that you need to have those keywords, those specific, those specific words in search query. So your ad would be trigger, triggered by that search query. So what we decided to do, we added plus Amazon at the end, which basically means that when somebody is searching on Google for your product, they're searching basically to buy it on Amazon. So we wanted to have word Amazon in that search query. And why is that important? It's important because uh, people that sell on Amazon are used to uh, that that customers and potential uh, buyers are um, always having buying intentions. People on Google don't have buying intentions, at least not all of the time. Uh, mm -hmm. it, 
people want to search and want to learn on Google. They want to uh, basically realize if they really need that kind of a product. So, for example, let's imagine that you kind of have a thought about buying a car. And you never draw anything and you don't know if, if what kind of car you want. So you basically start searching for, like, what are the, the car types? Is it uh, a state? Is it uh, convertible? And I don't know, whatever kind. So you decide at one point that convertible is car for you. And at that point, you're like, what kind of convertibles are there? What are the brands? And you decide maybe to buy BMW. I don't know. And then you, mm-hmm. you find that there are five different convertibles that are made by BMW. And when you finally know which is the model that you want to buy, then you search for um, the seller of, 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 of that car and which one is the cheapest one or, or which one gives like the, the, the most affordable ways of purchase of, of, of the car. So that's a whole buying funnel that you don't have on Amazon, basically. People on Amazon search for a product, they see a couple of variations and they compare them and they un- end up buying probably one of them. And one of the things I know that it's not uh, attribution related, but it's really important to, to know. And it, it's something like that. So uh, people say for headline search ads or sponsor brand ads that are not working as uh, as good as they want, but they need to know, for example, that those ads are really important when it comes to that same search funnel. So Imagine the point when you're walking around the city or drinking coffee with your friends and you want to double check something and you search for the some some product you don't know the specific brand or anything so you search or search for it on on Amazon and you see headline search ads or sponsor brand how they call it now so you click on click on it and this is the moment when you see the brand for the first time and this is the moment when you make a decision that you're going to buy that product and you're like okay I'm going to finish my coffee with my friends and I I know which product I'm going to purchase. So you go back home or wherever you're going and uh, you um, turn on your phone or open your computer and uh, search for the product. But this time you're not using the same uh, keywords that you used at the beginning. So this time you know the brand, you know the product type and everything. So you trigger the ad, probably sponsor product ad, or maybe you you get organic result for that product because that product is more relevant for for the search query that you you typed in so you end up purchasing it but you wouldn't end up buying that product if you didn't click on, on that sponsor brand ad and mm-hmm. that's something that that you have with attribution as well it's not always about the last click it's about the buying funnel so it's about the process of buying the product and realizing that you need to buy that product. Interesting. Now, is there any, like, let's say somebody came to you, you know, your, your agency and they were ready, you know, they thought they were pretty proficient. They're selling on Amazon. They're selling X amount. They're doing Y amount in PPC. They're spending this amount on outside, outside advertising, but then they come to you. They had never really checked their attribution or things like that before, but then they come to you to hire you. And, and you start optimizing, uh, their, their ad spend based on this information, like 
Do you have any examples in mind where you can say, Hey, you know, we did it for this guy. And, and before his, his a cost was this now it was this, or before his, his overall return or, or money generated from advertising was this. Now it's this. Uh, do you have any examples like that? Uh, the thing is with distribution, we, we, we can probably increase your overall sales for depends on the niche from 10 to 25%. Uh, you're obviously going to spend extra money for that because you need to invest in, in Google ads or Facebook. But on the other hand, you're going to generate more sales. And as well, depending on the niche, you're uh, going to... to basically pay more for for uh, each purchase the good thing is that you can um, bid for a specific position and you can see um, basically how uh, where do you stand comparing to other sellers or your competitors and on google for example so sometimes it's not the best thing to show up at position number one sometimes it's better to show up at position, I don't know, maybe two, three or four, just to be on the top of the page. And it's going to be maybe 20 or 30% of CPC that you would pay as, as position number one, but you would show up more frequently. You're going to end up with uh, more sales and you're in overall going to decrease your overall ACUS when you compare it to, to Amazon, when, when you merge all of the numbers together. So that's something that that that's happens pretty much all the time when it comes to um, attribution and our clients. We, we usually see increase in um, overall sales. We see some pretty profitable sales. But there's one thing. Uh, you cannot expect to become a millionaire in, in a week. Um, the thing with, with Google Ads is that they have quality score. And that means that uh, after 1,000 imp impressions, uh, you get your score for your ad. And uh, score depends on the quality of your ad copy and what kind of keywords you have there. And you, if you have the same keywords um, that in, in, in your campaign for targeting, and if you have those keywords on a landing page, and um, your, it depends on your CTR comparing to the average on the market and also um, with uh, conversion rate. But at this point, you cannot, uh, Google cannot see that, but um, you get some extra points because you're sending traffic to Amazon and everybody knows that uh, Amazon is a legit um, website. So you, you definitely get some really good score when it comes to uh, quality score on Google Ads. So after that learning process and learning period from of about maybe a month and a half or two, you can see gradual increase of, of um, sales through Google Ads. Okay, excellent, excellent. That's cool. Now, you, you've been just giving us nonstop overall tips, and but I would like to do, you know, we do a certain part of this show, which we call the, which is the TST or 30 second tip. So something you haven't mentioned yet, but that only takes 30 seconds or less but is extremely valuable, extremely unique, extremely actionable for our listeners. You can take your time to, to, to think about it for a second, but what is Lazar's 30 second tip? It could be about attribution. It could be about advertising on Facebook. It could be 
about how to learn Japanese, I mean, whatever, <laughs> but, but something valuable that's, that's 30 seconds or less. Yeah, of course. Uh, one of the first things that, that drops on my mind is go to your sponsor brand ads. Uh, maybe some of them were paused or inactive because you didn't have uh, one of free products that, that were added to that campaign. But uh, f- uh, recently, just uh, maybe a month and a half ago, Amazon um, released an option to have headline search ads or sponsor brand ads with only two products. So double check if your, uh, if your campaigns are turned on uh, automatically because Amazon released them. So if you see some overspend, do something regarding that. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Now we're going to do something, you know, might not be what you're used to since, since you mainly handle the, the PPC side, but we're going to see it's a game we play. I call it the search volume game. All right. Okay. Now I, I pick three words that are all related. They always, they all have the same root word and I'm going to tell you the three words and I'm going to tell you three search volumes. All right. And then you have to tell me which keyword has which search volume. Now, since your name is Lazar, what I did was I looked for some highly searched things that start with L-A-Z. All right. So do you know what a lazy Susan is? I have no idea. Lazy Susan is those, it's kind of like those things that go on the the middle of a table and and it turns around. So like you can like share food or, or it could be like spices, you know what I'm talking about? Like a turntable organizer kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about now? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So here, here are the three words. All right. The three words are lazy Susan, lazy Susan organizer, lazy Susan organizer bins. Okay. So three very related words. Now here, I'm going to give you the, the search volume from low to high. All right. One of these keywords has only about 1,800 searches per month estimated. Another one has about 3,000. Okay. And another one has 53,000 searches per month. So which one is which? Again, the three words are Lazy Susan, Lazy Susan Organizer, Lazy Susan Organizer Bins. Uh, I think the one with bins has the lowest search volume. The one with high search volume is just Lazy Susan. And like right. the middle one is this with, with middle search volume. You got it. You are the first person who has played this game, who has gotten all three so far. Everybody who has played, like they either only get one, right. Or two, right. But you got them all. Like sometimes I do tricks because in this case, it almost kind of makes sense, but that that's, what's interesting about Amazon. And which is why I suppose, you know, things like attribution are, are and looking at analytics are so important is we can't always assume like the way that we would search or the, the words that we would use is what everybody else uses. So a lot of times, sometimes the, what you would think, Oh yeah, this has got to be the main word because it's the more general one. It'll actually have less than one of these weird searches, but it just so happens that that's what people search with. They, they, they search for the long tail keyword. So Congratulations, Lazar. You, uh, you. I wish I had a, uh, a prize for you, but you are literally the first person to get to, to win the game to get all three correct. So there you have it guys. Now, now Lazar, I'm sure people have more questions for you, not just about how to guess search volume, but you know, more about attribution or, or possibly for you to, to take a look at their account, see if there's something that you can help them with. How, how can they, how can they uh, reach you to, to get more information on, on what we talked about today? 
Of course, we offer a free audit of the account, so feel free to, to contact us on office at sellersalley.com or sellersalley.com as a website, and you can find us on, on social networks, uh, mostly on, on, on Facebook. Sellersalley.com. All right. Yep. And they might ask you, well, how do I meet my fiance in the Amazon world? That might be a goal that they might ask you. <laughs> so, so, so be, be prepared, be prepared for that. that uh, anyways, uh, Lazar, thank you. So yeah, that's a tricky one. That, 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 <laughs> that uh, is kind of hard. I don't think you studied many metrics to, to do that. That was kind of just a more natural, natural thing. But anyways, it, it was great to have you on here and, and Actually looking forward to, to having you out here at the office soon to, to for a visit. I believe that's going to be in a couple of weeks. So we'll be get to meet you in person and thank you for your time today. Absolutely. Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. 